Cut it short because I want to get flagged on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and the song's called Orange Crush. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I knew I'd remembered it that it was being a lyric, but I had to cut it super short because. Well, cheers and welcome, everyone, to From Behind the Barcast, the podcast for bartending, service industry, drinking in general. My name's Paxton. We have Clint, the mayonnaise marauder Moses over there. And we also have Sunset Kelly on the ones and two. Nice, nice orange sunset. <laughs> yeah, orange, <laughs> uh, lemon yellow, orange yellow sun. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we'd like to thank all of our patrons. Uh, you guys make the show run. We really do appreciate you. If you want to support the show and you like stuff like this and you want to help us, uh, you know, do better. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash from behind the barcast. It would also help us if you subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free. It's uh, YouTube uh, from behind the barcast. We also have an Instagram. We post a lot of short uh, form content there. Yes, we do. And, and be- uh, yeah, so uh, uh, in solidarity with uh, the weekend we just had, which some of you know what we're talking about, we will explain the rest to you other guys. And we'll explain <laughs> the drinks later, but... So in solidarity with Orange Crush, I was forced to uh, indulge in some marijuana smoking a little earlier than I normally do on this, because I would like to apologize for the things I said over the weekend. Parking rates on Tybee do not increase due to uh, Orange Crush-related causes. I apologize for thinking that. I was a little irritated, because when I ordered my pho on Saturday, it not only took two and a half hours to get to my house because of traffic, but when it arrived, there was a half an inch of broth left in the normal like quart and a half styrofoam cup it comes in from Saigon Bistro. Well, what does what what does that have to do with the parking stuff? I just was just mad because the foot wasn't there and I was starving. You oh, so angry. so you had said so it's uh, they changed them recently. It just happened. Yeah, to- and there's people who are just signing. You know, that was a, that was an assumption out there. I was like, maybe that's why it goes up. It's because of that. But thankfully, even though there was only a half an inch of broth in okay, there, okay, because when you terrifying. order when you order pho. you know what the most important thing really? Because I have backups of everything else except for like the fresh stuff. And the broth. Except I do. I keep that thing on me. I had a quarter broth in the freezer. <laughs> I keep but, that thing on me. But what sucked is I thought it was Saigon Bistro broth, and I couldn't tell. It might have just been the Flying Monk broth. Womp womp. Oh, so do you do not cross-pollinate broths? I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it because... And I just keep one in case of a super emergency. Sure. Some pho recipes have a lot more, uh, like, a it's, cardamom it's in it. They're cooked or... longer. They're not using instant broth stuff, but yeah. But shout out to Travis from Hot Grits for letting me know those two things are unrelated. Okay, so you ordered your typical Sunday pho. I ordered on Saturday. Oh, okay. Oh, because okay. Friday night um, was the 21st of April. Saturday, the 22nd, was my mother's, would have been my mother's birthday. So I, after work, got my sister came, had come to the island. We went and had some drinks, came back to the house, had some more drinks. Um, and so as I tend to do, I realize I'm going to be hungover tomorrow. So what I do is I go on the Grubhub app and I pre-order it for delivery at this time. I did know Orange Crush was the next day. I was like, I'm going to get it delivered at one. In case there's any kind of problems, it, if it gets delayed or whatever, I'll still be able to get it because I have until about 5.30 on Saturdays. It's only 3.30 right. on Sundays. you got to get in there. So I think it was like one or two, but then I look. It's on the way, and then it's not on the way, and then it's not on the and way. And this is Saturday, correct? This is Saturday. All right, so we're going to have to delve more into that later for the reason it was late because yeah, we're, so we're, we're saving. Later. So because I was hungover Saturday, but yeah. then I ended up drinking a little bit extra on Saturday. 
it's my mom's birthday again. I have no apologies for that. I, I drank because that's what you do on your, mom, your, your mom's birthday. She's been passed away for a while. Yeah. Plus, there was other stuff happening that got me a little yeah. jazzed up. So I had my normal overeating day on Sunday. So Sunday, after drinking more than normal on Saturday, I was like, you know what? It's food fest time. So I went. I went <laughs> I'm making my own food. I, I'd gone out Friday, gone to the lawnmower bar. My car slept there. And my buddy Brian texted me. He's like, hey, do you want to ride your car? I'm going to be in the area on Sunday. He's like, yes. I didn't want to go anywhere Saturday and get it. So Sunday, I'm like, yes, please. And he goes, I like where you parked your car. Because he'd already dropped somebody else off. They left their car at the lawnmower bar Saturday, Sunday, he's, Sunday he's, early. He's a service. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he had the service there. But I parked it in the grass around the lot. So it was like, whose property is this? So it wouldn't get towed. Oh, they might have a fight over jurisdiction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my car, my car saved me. So I uh, shot out to Coach Watson and I saw him there in the parking lot. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a Papa Murphy's pizza and I'm going to just keep binging the wire because I've been blowing through the wire. Okay. So I get a Papa Murphy's pizza. I've never had one. It's, they're great. They're great. I ate half of that. But while that was getting ready, I was like, well, I'll have a little chicken and rice snack kind of wet palate. <laughs> it's just a chicken dumpling 2.0 fest over here because I had a big thing of chicken and rice I made. And I'm like, all right, this, I finished eating the pizza. It's like, 7 30 8 o'clock you finished the half or the whole half okay and i'm like all right so 9 30 rolls around i smoke some more weed and i'm like i'm kind of hungry still tomorrow on the podcast we're going to be cooking here in the second half uh we have a nice two pound tom we're about giving him by our one of our favorite stars, kyle dyer for his birthday yeah he um he's see a, how good that bidet works he, he's a co-worker he's a patron and uh i got to work last thursday and he goes gotcha something and he handed me uh he didn't hand it to me. He just put it in the cooler for me. So I had not handled it yet, but I saw it was wrapped in a Whole Foods uh, butcher paper. Yes, yeah, so you're like, ooh. And different. he told me, you know, it was a tomahawk ribeye. I was like, nice. When I went to leave that day, I went to pick it up, and I need to do more curls in my life because this thing was so heavy. And then I saw it was from Whole Foods, and I was like, how how much did he spend? I was he like, really what a like me. what a guy, what a gift. And then he also gave me a bottle, which uh, oh shit, I have it downstairs. I forgot. He ferments um uh pineapple like elixir but it's oh. self-fermenting you put it in there with it's like it's sort of a, a tune to like jailhouse buck i think okay where it's like you know you just put fruit juice in there and then you put an activator like uh maybe a little more sugar and then some yeast or whatever because yeah. in the jailhouse you literally <laughs> just take all your oranges from your lunches oh yeah and you squeeze the juice and then you put sugar and fucking bread because that's the only place you can get any semblance of yeast. Yeah. A little starter. A little biscuit and, starter. And then you put it in a bag, in a trash bag, and just let that thing. So we, we talked about this Friday night, right? Friday night. Or Saturday night. That we were going to eat this today. Yeah. I was going to bring the sous vide unit and all that. And we were going to do that. So after I ate half a pizza, I had purchased two tomahawk ribeyes, because they were on sale at Publix this week, to go over to V's house to watch the fight Saturday night. Obviously, I couldn't leave once the state government said to stay off the highway by my house. So I was like, I'm not going over there, obviously. Sorry. So I've got these two 2.1 and 2.4 pound tomahawks in my, fr- my fridge. It was going to be for me, him, Martin, and Shay to eat. Oh, for the fight. For the fight. So I eat half of a fucking pizza. I'm I'm kind of hungry. You know what? Screw tomorrow. I took out the 2.1 pound tomahawk ribeye, salted it up, got it nice and dried out. So about 10.30, I throw that bad boy in the oven with a reverse sear set on that thing. No I'm time like, for sous vide this time, No time, time for buddy. sous vide this time. So I take that thing out. It's, you know, 11. I sear that bad boy in some nice beef tallow, and I eat the entire thing. Now, as I said, I did, when you're eating a one-pound ribeye, I'm eating almost the whole steak. There was a lot of fat and scraps. Well, and it's got a bone in it, right? So yeah, it's got a bone in it. So that's that's probably, some of the weight. I'm about, about 18 ounces of meat. Maybe 20. Who knows? At 11. So, so at 11, <laughs> 11, 11, 11.30 last night. 
So, and I take my time. You know, it was, yeah. it's a slow process. I, eat, I I like to eat slow, unlike how I talk. Um, but I go, man, this was good. You know what I need for dessert? Something a little sweet. I don't keep sweets around. So what I did is I took some of my chocolate protein powder, put it in some vanilla milk, stirred it up, took that same spoon, rinsed it off, and cut the jar of Jif out, the, the uh, Jif Natural Creamy, and I'm spooning that and chasing it with the chocolate vanilla milk I've made. <laughs> Could get something sweet. Okay, so I've been hard up for sweets. I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not done. Well, let me just add this really more quick. More than I ate. Let me just, let me just, let me just add this really quick. Uh, when I've been hard up for sweets, whenever I've been clean eating and, you know, I don't keep sweet shit in the house, I've had uh, uh, unflavored uh, Greek yogurt, scoop of protein powder in the, in the Greek yogurt. yogurt. It's, re- it's great. Well, after that, I was like, okay, I'm done. It's now midnight. But <laughs> I was like, done. sweet taste is too strong in my mouth. Let me chase this <laughs> with, a few, go back salty. with a few Grillo spicy pickles for dessert from my dessert. Uh, you know how the, the hobbits have second breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, second yeah. Second and I was dessert. like, okay, enough is enough. That was it. I think it was 1230 and I didn't eat again today until four. Uh, this was a full nice fat. No, no, nothing. No, I didn't drink. I have anything but water. Yeah. For 16 hours. So, uh, Saturday you said you were drinking a lot cause it was like remembering your mother's birthday. Yeah, and and well, some- you, you told me that, uh, when we spoke last and I was like, thank you for saying that because I randomly, your mother was randomly in one of my dreams and it wasn't at Huckapoo's necessarily. Patreon, dude. Yeah, and <laughs> when I said that, the clan goes, "Keep that to yourself, man." I was like, "Come on, man." I mean, she was hot. Uh, so, uh, I was I wasn't at Pooh's, but she used to bring in because uh, at Pooh's, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we don't have the finest of wines. <laughs> we, May have mentioned that once or twice. Uh, it's a uh, Canyon Canyon Ranch Screw Top Chardonnay or whatever. It's actually Canyon Road, but Mary Beth called it Canyon Ranch the other day. I was like, "That's what I'm calling Canyon it." Canyon Ranch, now. baby. It sounds a little classier, but uh, Clint's mother used to bring in her own bottle of Chardonnay so that yeah. I could pour it for her because, you know. She didn't want to drink. It's not know. like she's bringing in some Chateau She's not Brion. bringing in Farniente, but she's, you know, she's yeah. bringing in some like, you know, like a Franciscan Chardonnay. Something, was a little, something that's not screw top canyon. Something, yeah, something that was four times the cost of the entire yeah. half gallon of the, yeah. of the Ernest and Julio Gallo. The, yeah, with the, the, with the loot. <laughs> yeah. And you just so it, up it was so funny that because uh, both of my, uh, not so much my mother anymore, but both of my dead parents like randomly visit me in dreams sometimes, but not a visit like, uh, like, Hey, what's up? How you been? I'll walk into a room and they're there. I'm like, dad, what's up? And then poof, it's done. And then I wake up with this weird feeling that they're still alive for like 10 seconds. Oh, that sucks. It, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. And we're trying to keep it, uh, cause we're going to get spicy for uh, most of the rest of the podcast. When I woke up Sunday. I was like, thank God my mom's not looking at me right now. Like, <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know what you believe in, but well, cause the thing is, on on Saturday, I woke up and was like, "Oh, this hangover's coming." It's still not. It's not here yet. So yeah, I'm like, "Yeah." And then some things happened. Yeah. And I was like, "You know what?" Uh, that's funny. Um, talking about like a like the spirit world. I had this uh, couple come in last night, and he worked at a bar, uh, in somewhere in North Carolina. And he goes, "Dude, you remind me of my buddy Poncho." He was like, "You guys act exactly the same." He goes, I'm lefty, he's Poncho. Oh, Poncho Paxton. Yeah, hey. And, uh, but it was very endearing because they were like, you seem so familiar to us. Like, it was like a really good interaction. So I was like, so do you bartend? He goes, yeah. And like the place that I work, it kind of has the, the bric-a-brac and the tchotchkes that you have around here. And he goes, one day they brought in a quarter of a canoe. Like they had sawed one yeah, quarter yeah. end off of a canoe and hung it from the ceiling. Like the canoe was coming out of the ceiling. <clears throat> 
but they hung it through the drywall. They didn't even like look for Ooh. So that's a canote. So they go, um uh so the guy goes he was kinda new there. He goes, um he goes, What what's with the canoe? They go, Oh, uh three kids wrecked it and died in the uh in the something, you know, in the in the rapids. So we saw we cut off the half that wasn't damaged and hung it up here in memoriam, right? So then he goes to work like two nights later. He doesn't realize that there's an Airbnb above the bar and all, and everything's quiet. He's closing down and the canoe starts shaking on its own. <laughs> and he, he thinks it's the He thinks the spirit is of these kids. He also knows how shoddily it's uh it's, it's up there. It, that it's only screwed into drywall. So he goes the next day to his boss, he goes, "Dude, I don't know if I can close by myself at night anymore because <laughs> There's spirits in there. He the goes, spirit of canoe kids were coming back for me. He goes, why? He goes, it was shaking, man. Like we didn't even have the AC on. He goes, oh, uh, there's a bachelorette party that rented the Airbnb upstairs. He couldn't hear the music, but they were stomping around so much that the that the canoe was moving. So then he goes, three days later, I had a night off. Guess what happened to the canoe? Canoe went down. It fell. Because it is literally screwed into drywall. So he canoed in the cranium. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily it didn't. Uh, hit anyone but gee whiz so uh so uh how are you feeling today after uh just fine really because i didn't really the, the worst thing i ate was the pizza yeah well and, what were the toppings on the pizza uh it was a new it was, it was on it was on sale so i was like half <laughs> off with all the other pizzas it was a new york style sausage pepperoni uh herbed garlic okay pizza. gotcha so it was a thin pizza yeah you know what uh ron swanson might have been right uh if you're familiar with parks and recreation Probably. Uh, he goes, uh, after they drank all the snake juice that one night and everyone's super hungover at the office the next day, Ron walks in Comes with in a bag of burgers, tree. like take the go to the killing floor. He goes, here, eat these cheeseburgers. The protein will soak up the alcohol. And they were like, Ron, how are you not hungover? He goes, I never get hungover, son. They were like, how? He goes, well, uh, before I go to sleep, I cook a flank steak and salted butter, put on a pair of wet socks and go to sleep. <laughs> so maybe your giant tomahawk. Or- maybe a tomahawk ribeye. Did you yesterday. use salted butter? Yet, but I didn't drink shit yesterday, really. I had uh, two beers. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a, a get rid of the hangover beer, and then I'm eating the steak yeah. beer. There's some Parks and Rec uh, person out there. I might have misquoted it, but I'm pretty sure it's put on a pair of wet socks, cook a flank steak and salted butter, and go straight to sleep. Hey, if it works, So it maybe works. that works. Well, um, so... You know, uh, while we're going to keep it light because it's going to get spicy here in a little while. Uh, I saw a post on Reddit, uh, bartenders last night when I got home and, uh, it was a young lady. She said, uh, look, I'm just, uh, well, I didn't realize she was new in the industry yet, but she said, uh, I'm a very small woman and I'm working in a bar and it's impossible for me to look intimidating. She said something to the effect of like, I have a round face and I'm short. You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to look intimidating, but picturing Charlie Brown, but I'm starting to catch, you know, like as you do as a bartender, people are going to be shitty. They're going to be drunk. They're going to yeah. be, they're going to be whatever. And she goes, does anyone have any tips on how to like be intimidating or look intimidating? So, uh, I just commented on there. I was like, well, depending on where you work, hopefully you will have regulars that uh have your back or uh co-workers like kitchen people bar back whoever which typically happens and then you don't have to be the intimidating one all you have to do is raise your voice and be like hey dude you're being out of line and then people will perk up 
yeah. and, and come to your defense. She goes, oh, well, I just started there. Hopefully I can, um, I can garner that Th- sort of there's thing. There's always, almost always somebody willing to help out. She was just afraid. Well, she thought, Even she, a, you know. she thought that she would have to build that relationship uh, with customers and uh, staff. Like, well, I hope I get to that point where they will have my back. And I was like, listen, that happens naturally, especially yeah. if you're a woman. Yeah, and, and look, it's already happened. Like they're already, even if they don't know you, if you're like, hey, there's some shit going on out here, they're going to they're gonna perk up. And especially and if you're at a bar where there's a lot of shit going on, they're used to yeah. it. And if you're new, if I'm at a bar, right, and there's a new bartender or whatever, I, even not me, anyone probably, any one of us listening probably, who has the physicality to handle the situation. If someone's being or shitty. Or the to be like, hey, a group of us come over here. Exa- yeah, because like think about poos. Someone fucks with Mama Stephanie at all. All of a sudden, people you didn't even know were there are falling out of the trees. Like, excuse me? <laughs> they took oh. their canoe through the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm here to help. Like, I'm sorry. What did you have to are say? Are you in your pajamas, Tom? <laughs> Not only that, though, I, if you work at a bar, there's probably a kitchen there somewhere, or there's probably a bar back or something. So I just told her, I was like, look, all you got to do, even if it's not like a safe word, yeah. but if, if you're if your personality is such that you're not like the person to raise your voice or yell or yeah, just have a signal of some sort even. Yeah. And the signal might just be, Hey, just raising your voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes it works and you're like, just surprise yourself, give it a shot. And, and, and you don't have to be the one that's intimidating because no. if, if said person realizes there's if like, you yell fire, someone might come with a extinguisher, you know, we're back of gasoline. I don't know. Sometimes the right, wrong person right. might, might, Yell at you from the streets. So um, uh, let's tell. All right. So we we have a host of drinks over here, but they're all based around uh, a, uh, the a, flavor of orange. The flavor uh, of orange. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, have a so cheer. We already did it. We'll do it again. <laughs> I just love doing it now that I have the things marked out here. So um, I'll tell you what I'm having. I'm having a contradiction rye by uh, Smooth Ambler. It is a, uh, a uh, blend of straight and rye whiskeys. It's a very nice little bourbon. Uh, I'll hold it up to the camera. Sorry, <laughs> Kelly. Thank you, producer Kelly. And I mixed it with uh, a squeeze of uh, some nice orange juice. Squeeze of orange. And some of that... Uh, I, I, what I'm drinking, which is Blue Moon Light Sky Citrus Wheat. Meant to hide the can, pretend it was real Blue Moon, but I don't care. I'm wearing girl panties today. Who gives a shit? And that this is, is a, good. That is a stylish glass you're drinking. Yes, thank you, Beer well. Label Society. Your glasses you gave us, when you, uh, shout out to uh, Wayne and Chandra. Chanda. 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 I'm sorry. Wayne you, and Chanda. <laughs> it's the way you maybe had this. You fault. always fuck it up, and then it, it like makes me I'm pretty, fuck it look, up. I'll ruin people's names. So I think, thanks, Aaron Smickles, my dire. Um, <laughs> but so we haven't used these beer glasses in probably a few months. And so Kelly and Pax are outside regaling Kelly's weekend that he actually was supposed to be somewhere. And I picked up the glass to, to watch. I was like, do I need to wash this? And I lift it to go to smell. Before it gets to my nose, it's probably about a foot from my mouth and i went nog champa it just the smith because it was on like a drying like a bar drying rack so that's you know the paxton's burning incense has okay, crept so in these glasses and just hung out like when you fart in a glass and put it on the shelf so your friend picks it up and gets in the eye. so let, let me set let me, actually i'm gonna take a picture of it and put it up on screen if i remember but so our, my liquor rack downstairs or whatever you want to call it it's, it's a bookshelf a, it's a bookshelf <laughs> but it but i have like the uh you know the the bartending it's never room. had more liquor than books on it yeah it's uh, it's got the little uh, mats on minutes, it, yeah. and that's where we keep the clean glasses. But literally, right underneath is where I burn my my. I didn't think about it. I was like, "Whoa, shit! This beer's got some earthy flavors today." For <laughs> you're a like, light, am, for am a I in a vintage clothing? Brew with tangerine peel and <laughs> uh, and, 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 and Wookie sweat. Okay. 
Am I at a vintage club? Am I at a f- music festival right now? Speaking of music festivals, <clears throat> where was kind of an event this weekend on Tybee? So the reason uh, we're very orange-centric, yeah, the, yeah, reason the, the, orange. baby, the reason the golden the, child is holding an child, orange. It is now the Karen orange is what this is. Yeah. Because their orange was a Karen, regardless of how so, you feel about so it. So should we... Um, we're going to just touch lightly on this real quick. So, okay, so should we start with the origin? Orange Crush has been an HBCU college event. To start it as one with Savannah State University, whose colors were orange and blue. All right, well, well, let's go back even further. So In the 80s. Well, like HBCUs always have like, it used to be Freak Nick in Atlanta. Well, but that went from being a college event to becoming completely disassociated with any college. Okay, so now we're getting towards what, Orange Crush. And so Orange Crush, same way, started as a college event. And then it was, I mean, probably two decades ago, the university was like, we don't want to, we don't want to be related to this event because... What was happening, and it's continued to happen, is people that were college kids were coming out here, but when you have a bunch of college girls that are letting loose for the weekend, you, you attract a lot of predatory people, a lot of predatory males that, that are much older. That aren't in college. That aren't in college, that might probably haven't ever been to college, that are coming to prey upon said females. You still have a lot of college Or students. just be a part of a giant party. Yes, to yeah. be a part of a giant party. And so it's, it's become, we talked about it last year, it's going to be probably talked about every year. We have this podcast because it's yeah. just it's it's a, it's a big impact on the community, and it's for the most part unwelcome by most in the community, and it's unfortunate because there's there's a lot of people that are coming to have a good time that intend to have a good time. Yes, and those that get here early earlier in the day, usually traditionally the the nonsense doesn't start happening until close to dusk, dark time. Yeah. when the island has been packed in. Sure, but the and the people that got here early in the day tend to, there's literally I bet the calls are super low until about noon or one. Once more people get out here, those that plan early, those college students who are used to getting out of bed early, yeah. who are used to getting up and getting things going because they're in college, they get out here and they get their they get their spot in the stand. They're going to have a good time. Some people that aren't used to that kind of life, they're probably party too much the night before or waiting later in the day. Yeah. And that's when all the nonsense comes in. Okay, so uh, it, originally it's supposed to be a spring break-esque event. Yeah. Or HBCUs. If you don't know what HBCUs, it's historically back colleges and universities, right? So Savannah State is yeah, a part of that. But also, I mean, there's a ton around, you know, there's like more, you know, South, yeah. we're in the, so yeah. All right. So originally that's the idea of it. So, uh, they chose, they started choosing Tybee because it's a close beach area to Statesboro to where on the Georgia coast. It's one of the like you know we have us and St. Simons, and then you can go to Hilton Head is a much farther drive from all those places than it is to Tybee. For sure, yeah. The so, unfortunate thing is Tybee is one way on, yeah, one way off. So just like any other event, it started as hey, this is a desk. It's just like a, a like a Pirates Fest or a Fourth of July. Tybee has events even if they're if Tybee's not planning them. Like so, Fourth of July, of course, a lot of people are going to come down. Right? Yeah, and you mean thankfully they made it to where. They're doing it 4th of July instead of 3rd of July. They used to do 3rd of July here, 4th of July yeah. downtown. And it was too much because everyone, people, yeah. you know, you got kids. You want to do double yeah. fireworks. You do one night, one night. And, like, it was just too much. They yeah. do it on the same night to avoid the traffic congestion yeah. we have almost every weekend in the season anyways. So early on in the, uh, 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 in the lore of Orange Crush, uh, talking about this Orange Crush versus the first one that I ever experienced, it's a it's an entire world of difference. And... How we got to this point, uh, going back in the timeline, for me at least, so instead of, so Tybee being what it is, South Georgia being what it is, there's a racial component where none of us can deny that. No, there's, there's definitely that, a racial component. There's a racial component because it's, it's young black people coming to a redneck island, right? So there's already that thing. Now, and there's those people that take advantage of that situation and, and use 
that as a platform for their undercover feelings. But that's not everybody. And it's not even the majority. It's not even the majority, but... It and as time has gone on, it's become more and more... But it does exist. So now, so as, uh, as they would come out, the city, instead of finding infrastructure or uh, dealing with it in a way that would, uh, I don't know, mitigate some of the, the problems, they only incurred more problems by uh, making them feel unwelcomed, by putting cones up, by, you know, it, they made it... But very- they also cone out. Fourth of July is coned out. I mean, sometimes Memorial Day weekend, they've done it with Memorial and Labor Day. Because they, the, 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 one of the problems with Tybee, which we thought was ad nauseum, there's one way on, one way off. It does not Tybee until there's four lanes. Once you're on Tybee, there's four lanes. Yeah. But to pass that is county, federal, and, and uh, you know, property. Okay, we'll get to that because, because yeah. that's, and that's something people don't understand. W- once you cross one bridge, the Lazaretta Creek Bridge. You're now on Tybee. You're on Tybee. On the other side of that, it's county. And then on the other side and of that, that, it's city. It's city, exactly. Only, so we got three, three jurisdictions running. So the college kids would come down here. And then it started being co-opted by any local townie who doesn't necessarily go to college. They're like, oh, it's a big party event. Let's go out there. And there's a lot of young females out here having fun. As the years go on, Tybee, instead of finding an affable way to be like, hey, look, you can have this or you, we can plan for it. Well, they used to, there used to be event coordinators that would contact the city in ways and be like, look, we, we want to rip the pier yeah. out. All right, if you rip the pier, here's this money, but you have to have this much security per attendee to the event. And as the event grew, no one wanted to take responsibility for renting the pier or putting their name on anything in relation to having a contract with the city because then they're, they're, they, they yeah. house some liability. Right. So that became a problem because okay. the city tried yeah. for a, a few times in our previous administration, tried to do that, yeah. and it, no one wanted to own it. I don't blame anyone. I don't blame anyone. If you're making the, a yeah. flyer for this because you're having a party at a club yeah. later that night, and you're like, at the beach during the day, nothing yeah. to do with me here, come to my club later, sure. I don't blame you for not wanting to have something to do with the party because the event is, is raucous beyond belief. So as it goes on, so we have a few years where it's, uh, all right, the first thing that the locals or people will say, and it, the, like I said, this has the racial component in it as well. It's like, well, they just come down here and trash the beach and do this. Number one, any group that comes down here on mass, there's going to be trash. trash. Think about, and I'm not comparing it to St. Patrick's Day downtown, but I'm just saying. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day downtown, I don't care who comes, there's trash covering the roads. Okay? But there's also something in place for that. There's a, they and, clean up. And, the, yeah. and something, look. People, this is one of my things. There's a lot of things we're going to stop complaining about. We're going to talk about a few of those in a second. Yeah. One of them is comparing St. Patrick's Day because, one, there is multiple ways to get in and out of Savannah. There's only one way to get in and out of Tybee. That creates a, a bottleneck component that leaves people being stuck in traffic, which leads to trash being put on the side of the highway. It was, it, it's worse this weekend than it is any other year. One, there's a lot of people involved, but it's just, it's bad. A video came out 11 or 12 years ago of a guy on the beach in the morning and was like, I'm here after the tide has come and gone, and there's trash yeah. everywhere. And there's empty trash cans. Yeah. And it, that, that's caused, yeah. that was the biggest, the biggest social media uproar was that video. And that was after an Orange Crush? It was after Orange Crush. I can guarantee you that we did a, um, there was some event on the pier uh, post uh, July 4th. It was for, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I, I forgot to mute that channel. Um, so what happens is... Well, I, it was after 4th of July. I was on the pier. They were doing an event for like, uh, I don't know, wildlife or something like that. And when I was up there, I looked down and there was a handful of people yeah. cleaning up the trash yeah. after a 4th of July event. 
Now, maybe the mass of the trash wasn't the same, but it was trash nonetheless. It's if you have a large group of people coming for anything, there's going to be trash. There's going to be trash. The, the beach is going to be trashed. And that trash does seem to, just because of where everybody goes to the beach anyways, in the areas around the piers where the most of the trash is. Yeah. On most events. One thing that's unfortunate about Orange Crush events is because traffic's backed up. There tends to be more trash on the island itself, not just on the beach, but on the surrounding island. And as you said, as years have gone by and people have felt less and less welcome, some people are like, you know what? If you don't want me here, screw you. And they're even, they're taking it a step further and littering more than they would normally anywhere else. That's the, the point of contention that I was getting to. It's been so litigious between uh, the people who want to come down. Because one thing is, you can't stop anyone from going anywhere. Like, you're allowed to go anywhere that you want to. Like, if you decide you want to go to the beach, even though there's 10,000 other people that are going at the you same time. You can try to get to the beach. That's what I'm saying. But as the years have gone on, and they're not, the Orange Crush uh, mentality is not wrong about this because everyone has made it very clear, most people, that we don't want you here, you're not welcome. And they'll find any, any reason to be like, oh, because you trashed the beach, because you're black, because, even though they won't say that, or, you know, uh, not under their breath. So I get the, uh, the mentality of, well, fuck these people. We're going to go extra ham. I'm not saying these are the college students. These are though. most likely not the college students. Not the That's college the students. Because as many people as I talk to, Mike Lynch, one of our uh, Patreon subscribers, he goes, listen, man, I live right next to a rental property. Uh, this happens every 4th of July. People party next to me. He goes, the kids that rented the place next to me, they were actually from college. They said, how many parking spots should we take up? And should we, like, they were just entirely. Completely agreeable. Because the thing is, we talked about this earlier. Uh, uh, me and, uh, uh, shout out to Travis, you know, I'm talking about this. Some of the, instead, instead of university sponsoring the event, they're like, if you're going to go to this event, here's some things we'd like you to keep in mind. Clean up after yourself. Don't trash the beach. Don't play, you know, don't play loud music. Do not have drugs and, you know, drugs and firearms and alcohol consumed while driving a vehicle. Don't consume firearms in any way, sort of form, anyway. <laughs> um, but they, firearm consumption, firearm consumption is, is a terrible idea. Terrible Even with bad aim, people have. But, like, it, they are like, hey, if you're going to do this, please do these things. And most of those people are doing good things. Just like when it's 4th of July, 99% of the people are doing good things. Yeah. But when there's 50,000 people out here, up the that one to two percent yeah. is a lot of people sure and five percent i would say and we'll get into some of the things that don't happen on fourth of july that happened yeah. on orange crush sure. weekend well um but we compare it to st patrick's day i want to finish i want to knock that off the list real quick yeah the city of savannah has something the tide does not tide is something the city of savannah does not have it's called the ocean and the tide tide comes in and tide goes out a couple times a day when that happens and there's six miles to govern not just on tybee but all the way to tybee Tracks backed up, and there's an abundance of trash coming out of vehicles. Then, all, a lot of that trash makes it into the ocean. The tide comes up, it grabs it, and it takes, takes it back. back with it. And so, you, you can say people need to volunteer to clean it up. How do you keep six to eight miles of highway clean while there's a party happening next to you, and there's a, and you feel a certain way? We'll get more in that second half. But that doesn't happen. Downtown Savannah has it in place. Everybody comes to squares and parties, and then they leave. And they clean up that area. And they have and they the have, infrastructure and the where with the well, and they, the space. And the space, also the bathrooms, and then they bring in the trucks that clean up the yes. streets afterwards. Because the city of Savannah works with the people that plan St. Patrick's Day to do this. St. Patrick's Day is cleaning up after itself. And like you said no one wants to claim Orange Crush because I don't blame them. The, the liability issue. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day is a daytime event. Yeah. More so than anything else. The nighttime event is just yeah. like this. So pretty much. Let me give you another perception on uh, what would cause uh, uh, a group of people to be more contentious about 
where they're going and where they are. And it's, it's, uh, it's unrelated to people not wanting uh, them to have their fun down here. So just purely for the traffic being backed up because of how many people are trying to get on, <clears throat> uh, Seawolf, they were like, we can't get our, uh, it's a business on Tybee for those of you not around here. Uh, their employees couldn't get to work. And it wasn't just, there was, I saw three other places that were like, we're sorry we're closing early because our employees can't get to us. Yeah, not everyone lives on Tybee. It's too goddamn expensive. So, all right, you got places closing because they don't have staff, right? Imagine you, you're down here on a small island. There's already only a few places you can go for drinks and food. All of a sudden, they're closed. If, if, if I were an African-American human coming down here, I'd be like, these motherfuckers are trying to shut us out. Even though... It's weird. The only non-locally owned gas station on Tybee closed. The Chews, who were Tybee people, yeah. generations, didn't close any of their stores. The one store back Stingrays closed down. That man apparently has been terrorized for years and doesn't sure. want to deal with it. And we'll have to hire extra security. I understand people say, well, you should hire security yeah. then. There's no other event year-round where you have to hire security. It's your businesses like, yeah. like this. And we'll get into more of hiring We'll security. get into more of the spice I, stuff. But, well, I, I'm just trying to, not devil's advocate, but I'm no, just No, trying, no, no. Stop just, complaining about the smell of pot, guys. It smells like fucking pot every goddamn weekend in Savannah on Tybee. Stop being like, there's pot smells if, everywhere. If there's you, always pot smells everywhere. Are you kidding me? I smell me? it right now. Yeah. Who the fuck is doing that? Yeah, are you kidding me? It's like, listen, whether you smoke weed or not, because obviously I don't smoke weed. But Weed you, is everywhere. Would you rather people be driving up and down the road high? Yeah. Or chugging Jack Daniels, Hennessy, or whatever the hell else? Well, down here. You want the weed. <laughs> yeah. You want, you want, because people aren't, people aren't getting high on weed, doing burnouts in the road. They're getting high on weed being like, we got to drive kind of slow, guys. We gotta drive kind of slow, guys. We gotta should, should we pull? Just should we, tell them. Just should we yet. pull the curtain back a little yeah, bit? All right. Yeah, yeah Kelly, so, hear that. So we had our pre-production meeting today, and we knew it was gonna be. A, and uh, uh, we knew it was gonna be a spicy episode. So I was like, Clint, we have to talk at 0.5 speed today because. So we made Kelly a big uh, placard that says, "Slow down, houses." <laughs> Because I knew we would get a I little. And it came up when I was talking. That, thanks. That we would get a Instead little. Get the F count. That we should yeah. count how many times I get the sword. That we would get a little get snappy a with it. But Speaking of getting the sword, I have to piss. And I have orange peel in my eyes. So uh, we can at you. Do you have five more minutes? Yeah, that's fine. Because remember last week, the last five minutes were the greatest. I just want to keep the levity going right now just because I want to be clear. Uh, I've been down here forever and I've seen a million orange crushes. And this is by far the worst. In terms of, you know, just... It, There's population alone. Like, just the, the amount of people alone... COVID, it, it, COVID stopped it for a couple years. And last year it was pretty mild. So now it's the floods coming back in. And now, since the road has been two lanes, since it's been switched to two lanes... I mean, I don't think that affects anything, really. Because then you got the bottleneck when it becomes one, two lanes to one. You always had that bottle, re-bottleneck. Re but we have to, we have to, uh, we have to frame this in a way of we have to understand that there are a lot of people down here, regardless of whether they were good or not, they're gonna not want black people having a party down here. A lot, there's a there's a racial like there's a racial thing. One hundred percent. Not with me. Not with you. Not with us. You know what I mean? Not with Kelly. You hit me here. You're right. Yeah. And not with us. With uh, Kelly. So, but it does exist. We have to. We have to address that. That, that does that exist. Component. So you can't blame them for. Uh, the, there was it. There was someone was shot. You were shot by a white man. It's not a racial thing to me. It's a. It's a situational thing. But then also on the other side, you have to. It was on the other side of the bridge. You have to understand it from their perspective of getting a lot of hate. And I. And I. And I hope 
and we know that a majority of our audience is, is pretty Caucasian-ish, a no. couple of gingers, but you know, from those part, we're a bunch of white folks. Um, but it's it sucks that that's what it, it's, that's what people have resort to instead of finding an issue with with an actual problem. They're like, it's because of the way someone looks. They distill it down to the racial part. Yes. When, like I said, when there's other events, no matter who the pirates leave trash everywhere. There, there is trash. It's just it's this. This this was a different one than it ever there will ever was. Yes, this uh, this uh, this had and the most incidents, and we'll get into it on the second half about how it's been dealt with or how it's been attempted to to have been dealt with. And then we'll and then we'll we'll ask you for your advice on if you have any reasonable solutions. Okay, because, because we don't have. We're going to continue this topic next week. Yes, and we'll get into more on that in the second half of what, what, why we're continuing next week, what's going to happen between now and then. But next week won't be dominated by this, but because the second half of this podcast, I mean... It's going to be but, the Karen of the week. So if you're not local, we're sorry for playing so much inside baseball. It made national news, so that's fine. Yeah, and we just want, uh, we just want our wider audience to at least take it from, from us who are a little more uh, central. Cut this statement, put it about 15 minutes back, and yes. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, no. Look, if you're still listening, we're sorry. This is going to be a locally heavy thing because that's the majority of our listenership, and it's affected all three of us in different ways. And businesses. It affected and, my pho, okay? I mean, which is the most now important I'm part. Highest pho. All right, well, yeah, we'll see you in the second half if you're still here. We love you. Ever wanted to start a podcast? Don't have the equipment or the know-how? Well, we've got you covered. From Behind the Barcast is expanding into the commercial studio space. You see, step one is making sure you sound great. Because no matter how good your content may be, people don't want to listen to something that sounds like this. From Behind the Barcast and Paxton Eugene Productions now offer in-studio audio and video production. Or the studio can come to you. We offer mobile podcast production from wherever you are. Now, with the hard part out of the way, there's no excuse for you not to get started. So if you're in the Savannah area, shoot us an email at frombehindthebarcast at gmail.com for details and a quote. Again, that's frombehindthebarcast at gmail.com, and let's get your voice heard. Hey, hey and we're, we're, oh, we get to do three of them? I don't know why I say it too. I'm not, I'm not helping anything here. Well, we used to have to do it verbally. Yeah. Before I mean, you know, that was real. That was real every time. You know this uh, machine that I've had for the past 15 years, and you know how long I've been in a music yeah, production with things like this. You would think I would have already what, set it up. What the fuck have you been waiting for? What the fuck? And speaking, of, that's I don't know. It's so not coming through because of the. It's green not screen. coming through because of the green screen. But his shirt says I'm high as fuck. And thank I meant you, to thank ask, you v for this shirt. And I meant to ask you earlier. So you get your pho delivered, and typically uh, the, the broth is in a you know a plastic or a styrofoam cup, but it's all encompassed in a bat, like a brown paper so bag. So what it what it looks like is it comes the styrofoam box with all the ingredients in it, and if you get it from Saigon Beach, I get the extra large. So it comes not in a quart container, but in a giant styrofoam cup, like a thirty-two ounce styrofoam cup. You know that that far from top, let it breathe a little bit. And so when I get it, I showed you the picture of it. It's it's like this much broth. And so this has happened before. It's been spilled. Less than a quarter. Less like than a quarter. An eighth and, of the broth. And so, and, and I have a note that says, be, it, note for the driver, please be careful. There's soup in the order. It keeps getting spilled. And what they do, they tie it down. I've picked it up from there a thousand times. They tie it down real tight so it's anchored with like a piece of car- cardboard between that and the styrofoam so it stays anchored. As long as you, you know, keep it in a steady area, it's not going to spill. 
Now, I, every time I pick it off the porch, I pick it up and look at the bottom of the bag. It spills many times. Sometimes the broth's in there. Sometimes I've poked a hole in that bag and gotten the broth out. You but you, what Boomhauer? What did you say? <laughs> <clears throat> when I pick up the bag, I always lift it up and look at the bottom because the pho spills. If it spills, you will see it on the this bag. This one, when I lifted it up, it came up really fast because there was barely any broth in there. And I was like, that's weird. There's nothing in the bag. So I open it up and I look and there's no extraneous broth loose from the cup. But the top of the styrofoam container is a little, a little, a little glossy from the broth. You get that shimmer of fat on it. But nothing on the bag. Nothing on the bag. So I have to assume that it spilled in the bag, and this person, and all the time they had with traffic, either put it in another bag, or they just opened it up and drank it. It evaporated because it took three hours to get there. They I'm not sure what happened. They would have had to have put it in another bag because if they spilled it on their seat. Or their floorboard, or hopefully they have a container that put their packages in. Like, you know, like a hot box. And you're being nice by giving them the note of, hey, uh, it, you're not like, hey, don't F my broth up. It's just like, hey, there's, there's super hot nice. liquid in it here. It gets spilled about every fourth time. You don't want to spill it all over your car, man. No. I, yeah. That's that's something you don't want to spill all over your car because I may or may not have done a yeah. little bit of that before. So it took a very long time to get to a very, you, very long which time. was uh, a result on, of the traffic. Which the traffic, you know, it's normally bad. It's backed up to like, you know, a few miles past. Where it, Tybee's in, but th- it backed all the way up. Past my house, because there was a wreck at the foot of the bridge. Past your neighborhood, which is a long, a way. long way There was away. a wreck at the foot of the bridge, which led to that backing up even further than it was already backed up. But I was talking to one of my buddies about this, and he, he and I came up with our nice, new... It's the quote of the week. So what happens when there's a lot of spring break college students in traffic? And they're partying and having a good time. There's a little thing called twerking. You've ever heard of it. But here's the thing. When you're out twerking on the cars, you're out twerking on all of the roads, you know what you're not doing? Twerking on the hood of your own car. You're twerking on somebody else's car. It doesn't matter what kind of car it is. It's just not your car. That's the truth. Okay, so. You'll twerk out of your car, but not on your car usually. Well, let me, maybe, if you're a, maybe if you're a woman. Here's the thing. It's not your car. If you're, if, if, I don't care who you are. No, let, let, let the driver of the car may be in the car, and you may be have rode with them. No, but it's not your car. Let me pose this to you. I'm glad you said that. Twerk it at me, buddy. And I'm glad you saved the quote of the week, uh, <laughs> so that uh, I didn't know about it. Uh, Sunday, I skateboarded to the store to get uh, cigarettes and breakfast before I went to you work. You twerkboarded to the store. Twerkboarded, yeah. <laughs> so I get to the store, and right when I pull in, there's a gentleman in a Ford F-150. He gets out of the driver's side. His friend gets out of the passenger side. The passenger has his phone out. The driver stands on top of his own hood of his own car. He wasn't twerking, but he stood up there to take a picture. And all I hear is, I'm like, it must be your dad. I'm like, it must be someone else's truck. But he uh, was. I, yeah. Who, just don't stand on your hook. I mean, just your car is just no, terrible. No matter how good or cool your car is, anyone stands on the hood, it's going to. It's going to make an impression, if you will. They're made to do that because you know what happens when uh, you get in a wreck? They crumple. They crumble. They're meant to do it's that. Like it's an accident you didn't want to happen to you. And Saturday, uh, when the, the worst part of the traffic, I'd, I'd gotten to work, and we were dead slow because uh, unless you know where Huckapoo's is, it just looks like an art shop from the street. Yeah. You know, like the No one's twerking at an art shop. Exactly, yeah. Not artistically, at least. Well, unless Mike was over there by accident. But, uh, yeah, so at work, we were just, like, uh, completely dead. And then it rained super hard for, like, 30 minutes. 
And I was like, either one, it's going to cause accidents, uh, like uh, traffic accidents, or it's going to cause twerking accidents. Because if, be you, get, if, you, if you get on a wet hood of a car, <laughs> the twerk slide, whoa, whoa. You ain't got enough grip. That girl is wet. <laughs> you ain't got enough. You're, you're, get the twerk off with the windshield yeah. wipers. So uh, our buddy Travis from Hot Grits Podcast, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, I think we're going to try. Yes, and- he's going to be on next Monday. We we're trying to try to talk about this. He is, uh, check out the Hot Grits Podcast this week. He interviewed City Councilman Brian West, who's been very open and forthright. And they, he said he answered almost every question he asked Brian. And he was very direct and very steadfast about the way he feels about this event and situation. And, and Brian West is uh, a younger guy. One of our younger, uh, the youngest city councilman, I believe. He's got aspirations above just like tidy, tidy. stuff. Because there's some people you know? that run for, you know, city council that are just, and, and I'm not saying he's not a tidy purist, but they're, they're, they're purely just for tidy. And they don't, they just want to work for the community. They live, they're going to live in for a while and just help. They don't better. think of the broader picture. Right. Like Jason had aspirations to move on. Sure. But Brian... Being as young, you know, he's not, you know, he's not in his 20s, but I mean, in terms of council people, right. he's young. He's got the energy to, uh, you know, to fight for what he thinks is right. He also speaks for the general public in terms of he's not dug in to the local system yes. as, as all the other council and people And he's more are. in touch. A lot of the other councilmen are over 60. I think all of them are. So he's representing more of some people around our age. And some of our thought process, because we're often over, uh, over the history of Tybee City Council, an underrepresented part of, has been under people under 50. Yeah, because they're always typically pretty old, and they're going to sway to the side of, uh, 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 not the general public, but like uh, uh, property owners, uh, their friends. Exactly, their friends. So him having that outside perspective of, now people would be like, well, he ain't from Tybee, like what is his business here? It's like, no. You need a fresh perspective and a fresh face and a fresh mind and a fresh a opinion on to, to change a lot of things. Because that, our our uh, our issues and our troubles and our the things that we need to discuss are bigger, generally than just a localized idea of what yeah is right and wrong or good or bad. Because if you're thinking in such a small scale, then you're gonna you're you're gonna operate on that small scale. If and you, you want to look at a bigger picture and go, we need to interact with not just this, this, the city of Tybee, but also the surrounding areas. Not uh, sit there in the same echo chamber forever, or even if it's not an echo chamber, in the same uh, uh, dissension chamber where they're always going to hate, like, people are always going to hate each other because they know each other and they know how they feel. And they won't uh, allow themselves to discuss a broader idea of what is uh yes. is good for the island or good for w- what's good policy i guess exactly and they've got got a kind of they, they're just they're, they're, they're stuck in their ways a lot more than he seems to be and they're beholden to the people that elected them which typically are like you know and it's not even like campaign funding things you know what i mean yeah it's like hey i got a guy that owns a ton of property down here of course and he's yeah. my buddy yeah of course i'm gonna skew that way that happens he was big on the on the, on the Airbnb situation. He was very vocal about that, about the noise ordinance thing. He's a, he's 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 willing to interact and engage. Was something we don't. That's something that was one, one of my gripes with the mayor. It took her a long time to make a, yeah. any kind of public comment. And I said this, and, and and I've had some blowback on this. Some I'm blaming her a little more than maybe she deserves, but she's at the top, and so she should have been more out. And she has the unfortunate situation of she's following the best mayor Tybee's ever had, and so that's hard to compare. And she had to deal with COVID. 
which was no right or wrong way for her to do that. She, yeah. I, I don't think she's doing done anything by any means maliciously or out of kind of any kind of hate or any kind of like screw you locals. She's not doing that. I just think that, that she could have done more, prepared better, and that think a lot of the blame lies with Sean more so than her. Yeah, so, surprising. Sean Gillum's also so for who, those of you who don't know radio she, silence too. Uh, Sean's our city manager. So you were speaking of our last mayor, Jason Bulesman. So it, politically, uh, if I from what I understood and understand of him, now he and I are friends first and foremost because he was a customer and I met him yeah. outside of the political world. But as I got to know him a little bit more and talk to him when I was doing my fake mayoral stuff. Uh, I started that was to, fake. God damn it! I started to learn his politics a little bit, and he and I are probably—we're not diametrically opposed, but we're kind of on, you know, d- different ends. You click some different booths or knobs in the booth, but in person, he like say he were would have been mayor during this period of time. He's out there. He's on. Yeah. You know, she was out there. Apparently, now I'm hearing that she was out and about some. But he would—he was very good even in the mid 2000s about using social media to go, here's what's happening right now. Here's what I'm trying to do right now. Please be patient with us. And her just felt a little bit too late to say something. I know she was in the middle of some stuff. You got a phone in your hand. Take a time to tell your community that's scared. Yeah. It's afraid that's, that people are terrified. People want answers to questions. Don't let them just stew amongst themselves. Be like, hey, here's the thing. I, 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 I do, I'd like that she doesn't shy away from comments. I'd be putting current comments off if I were her. Yeah. But because it's just easier to avoid a a negative interaction yeah. in there. I mean, a lot of people that run some of the local pages d- disabled comments on tons of posts this weekend. Shout out to Sharissa Murray, who's very even keel. She runs yeah. pages. She was like, I'm just selling comments on this because it's getting contentious. Yeah, but good. And that's, look, I, that's, that's, the, that's the move. No, no matter what side you fall on, it's always going to get contentious and people are going to be uh, a little more divisive and uh, shitty uh, with their comments online because it's not a personal conversation. But then you have Sean Gillen, our city manager who was completely absent through all this, which I think most of the, uh, the ire or blame probably should fall a little more in his direction. He's completely silent, but he will hold a Monday coffee meeting with people who he knows will show up. And you yeah, know, There was one on Friday. But you know what he really, him. really sounds like to me? He sounds like... Oh, shit. It's the Karen of the week. I'm going to put Darren. It's the Karen of the week. <laughs> Oh, Sean. It's Sean, but it's also mostly this orange wearing this wig. <laughs> Sorry, Orange Crush, but you're the Karen Darren of the week. Even bigger than Sean somehow. It's, it, it happened. It happened. And everyone knew this was going to be the yeah, Karen Shocking of the week. to all of you who yeah. thought that was not going to be the thing was going to be this big-ass orange sitting right here. This poor baby's holding this poor orange. He apparently had a Friday morning coffee thing. City manager's Friday morning coffee. And what I've heard from more than one person that was there is he said the city wasn't bringing in outside officers this year because they stood last in past years, they've stood around and wouldn't help write tickets or citations because then they have to come back to Tybee to go to court. So a lot of the people that were from outside agencies are like, I live in Newton, Georgia. I don't want to have to come back to Savannah. So, sure. But uh, maybe, maybe not. The city is also bound, and he said this, the city is bound by agreement with the Department of Justice. They can't do anything for Orange Crush. They don't do for all major events. I get that. Do if do whatever the solution is. Maybe do for all major events. Maybe make it the whole month of April. You do something every year. I'm not sure. We'll discuss answers next week. We're going to ask you guys for some help on social media. We're going to make a post or two about this on Instagram and yeah, yeah. Facebook. We're we, we're we, not uh we're not a, attempting to find solutions on this episode. We're just yeah. posing the question. The questions, but we're, but we're then, also posing the 
problems, the problems that, that we would like answers to. And look, I know there's going to be some hilarious stuff. I, and the post that I made that got a, quite a bit of attention this weekend, but one of my favorite things, I said, what, what does Orange Crush do good for the community? And I got to give a shout out to our boy, Edo, who said, easy, big booty girls twerking on top of cars. Big booty girls twerking on top of cars. The silver lining. Almost the quote of the week. It was real close. Maybe it could have been, you know. That's Edo. Thanks. Because, you know what? I'm with him. I've seen some great twerking. Sometimes a little too much. One of my favorite videos from past is is Russ Neely. Shout out to Patreon listener. He is down front in front of Sandbar, and there's a girl, a quite, quite uh, flexible female, who has her, she's standing on his handlebars and twerking at his face on his bike. Damn. His bicicleta. That, bicicleta. Whew, the, just the balance alone that takes. Yeah. He did get pink eye, but whatever, it's fine. So um, uh, police coming from outside uh, jurisdictions, whatever. So uh, a buddy of ours, uh, he mentioned to me that uh, someone from our police department, uh, they said uh, someone from the city or the county or whatever offered to uh, bring officers out, whatever. And they're like, are they going to do anything? So that's mirroring the sense of Exactly. Right? They, they weren't going to do anything. Okay. So in that same vein, all right, uh, I get it where if they don't live in town, if they did write a citation, they'd have to come back out here for court. I get it. But let's let's take that out of it. Well, let's just say you hold that person <clears throat> until the cop luckily comes up. It is, it is so untenable to, uh, no matter how many officers you have necessarily, it is so untenable to... Uh, uh, police every broken law that happens exactly during this period of time. And I'm just going to give you one example really quick, and then we can expand on it from there. So Saturday night, I uh, was walking home from work because obviously it, it was like 1.30 a.m., something like that. And traffic coming off the island was still backed up as far as I could see. So I'm walking home, and I'm walking on 80, and there were between uh, – Huckapoo's in my house, which is about a half, three quarters of a mile. If that, yeah. If that. There were two police posted in the uh, emergency lane that they blocked off. And as people were leaving, uh, as I was walking, uh, there's three people hanging out of a car. And the cop gets on his intercom and goes, get back in the car. It's dangerous to hang out on the side of a car. If you fall off the car, how are they going to get you an ambulance to you and get you back to to safety? Because they're... You know, you're you're not getting airlifted yeah. for a concussion there. Exactly. Yeah, and they weren't even really moving, but it was just like he, he was like, "Hey, get back in the car." Three cars later, they didn't have their lights on. He goes, "Hey, turn your lights on," which again is normally you get to get pulled over for that. But right now, that's not the big, most important thing because there's so many people. Car number five after them, the loudest bass ever. Hey, buddy, turn your music down. Okay, that's literally all this police officer could do. Were people listening to them? Mm. Yeah, I mean, they would do it once they passed, but then, like, yeah, 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 like, 10 seconds later, it would start again. But as a policeman, all right, you're not going to pull out and try and pull this one person over when there's a 1,000 people behind them for something as small as, like, too loud of music or right. forgetting to turn your headlights on. So now let's, uh, uh, let's expound that to you have a giant group of people by the pier, no matter how many officers you have. If you see someone drop a piece of trash, you can't go... No straight to them because there might be a gunshot over here or there might be a fight over on this side. You're having to sit there and pick and choose what you can enforce or not. And even if you could enforce it, Tybee doesn't have a jail 
to house more than 12 people, I think. Right. And they didn't set up like a triage or anything where if you did have to arrest In someone. In the past, there was, I, I, I want to say 2019, when, or what, 2018, whatever Jason's last one was, they had a mobile command unit. They used to take the mobile command unit down front. I don't know if they had it this year or not. On, on, I don't know between either. 14, yeah. I could have asked Lee. She didn't know that. But like they had a mobile command unit up on one side of the island and like, yeah. you know, with cameras and stuff. Because like, you can you know, arrest a thousand people, but you can't get them off the island because. There's nowhere to take them. The traffic's back. Th- th- now you're back to writing citations and hoping that this person is going to come to, you know, because there were some arrests made, but there's just so much going on. You don't want to cause you trying to arrest one person who may decide they don't want to be arrested. They may want to act out. And then one of their friends may want to act. And then that may lead to a waterfall of 50 people getting mad. And sometimes 50 people get mad, 150 people get mad. And then you're in a situation you cannot in any way hope to control. No matter how many uh, bodies you have there. Yeah. Like, you're still going to be outnumbered. They could, I mean, there could have been a larger police presence. That would have been nice. Uh, th- there's, you know, there's a lot of things that could have could have been done. This will be assessed more Thursday. There is a meeting out here, a meeting with the city manager, told by city councilman Brian West. It will be open for them on some level. Now, I don't know how they govern who the hell that gets up there and asks questions. They shouldn't do that. I'm going to need Kelly behind him with a sign, Clint, slow down. They, they shouldn't do that the first time, man. There's going to be I think it lying. should be limited to business owners only. Yeah. Um, hmm. But, you know. Well, hey. speaking of business owners. I'm one. <laughs> hey. Speaking of business owners, so here was another, and we, we touched on it a little bit in the first part, where uh, employees that don't, employees of Tybee businesses that don't live on Tybee, there's just no way that they could get to work, you know. So a few places shut down early. Shut down early. One place that's new, Zunzi's, shut down ahead of time. And they, they announced, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. Because of the heavy traffic influx on the weekend, we're, we don't want to open because we don't want our... They're, they're a downtown restaurant. They brought most of their employees. I was going to say, I don't know. I can't think of one employee that I've I, seen. I know one that, were, that, yeah, that lives they, on they may Tybee. They still be there. lives yeah. on Tybee. So that's a, a risk. And they got... They, they made a post, disabled comments. Yeah. But so because of that, it bled into their other comments on other posts they'd made they're like why are you disable comments on this you're racist for doing this don't give them any of your money ever it's like i i don't think they were looking at it from a racial component it was from a we were not going to be able to open and accommodate and safely serve the amount of people that would be happening it's a legitimate logistic component yes if your employees cannot get to tybee you cannot open your business you can't be like hey good luck in here because some businesses that other businesses that were open in the surrounding areas not just on tybee experienced and it's an insane happenings. So uh, Bubba Gumbo's, they couldn't get their uh, employees there, but... And they're off the beaten path. They weren't getting a lot of traffic. No, so they weren't, uh, they weren't flooded by business necessarily, but uh, Caitlin and Anna, they just ran it themselves because they were already there. And they were able to handle it because it wasn't... People couldn't really get there, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, th- so they were fine. But then other businesses, with this influx of people, you got to be overstaffed. To be able to handle it. And, exactly. And if your service isn't Places good. Places like the Crab Shack. Where, it, so. If your service isn't good and you don't have enough people there, then that's also going to cause. More people. More be, people more being upset. It's, and you're, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to kind of figure out how to do that. But here's my thing. If you're giving somebody that little break, you also can go, look, I'm going to give my staff off a weekend in April. They've dealt with spring break for three months. And we're about to have the summer. They'll be good off. I, I get that. If you have a smaller business, you could afford to do that. Some businesses, though, some of their employees can't afford to do that. Or some people just aren't going to shut down anyways. Yeah, because uh, so uh, we, we got Sunset Kelly over here. He drives for Breezy. 
it was impossible for them to work. They, yeah, they would have a, a vehicle based job. Like, how are you going to do it? Impossible for them to work. I've been telling them to get a helicopter for, for 10 years, but no, we can't get a helicopter. Pull it out. Wh whip it out, Kelly. That's what she said. Pull out, uh, Kelly. Uh, so it was impossible for them to work. So uh, Kelly today, he was like, uh, hey, man, kind of rough. I didn't make any money this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that part. Yeah, so you didn't make any money. So I worked. I also. You didn't make a lot of money, did you? I didn't make. All right, so I worked Thursday day. And uh, that had nothing to do with Orange Crush. We were just slow. It was the worst Thursday. It, it, last week was weird. Like, I had a good week at work, but, like, it, it was slower in ways because I think it's because we're in that that mid-period of season for both of us where, like, there's not spring break. And it's not summer. It's not summer yet. Yeah. People that are – if you had a family, you, you, you're, you're holding off for just a few more weeks, and then yeah. you open the floodgates. So you're just going to get people that can afford to travel yeah. without kids and stuff, and that aren't college kids yeah. for the most part. This is about that last – Spring break hurrah is orange crushed, or maybe next week when it's orange. I made a rush. I made a, a fifth of what I typically would on a Saturday and a Sunday, but Saturday night, so we didn't get a lot of orange crush people until very late, but we were dead slow up until like ten or ten thirty because you know no one could get there. It's on a bike, you're not getting there. No one's yeah, and it's just not like people aren't out anyways. Everyone thinks that every business is going to be busy with the orange crush stuff. One, there's gunshots outside. It keeps you in the side. Also, that. And the, one of the congressmen said, stay, in, stay off Highway 80. Wow, yeah. If at all possible. That was one for me. I was like, yeah. I can't leave the house. So around like 10 or 10.30, we start getting some Orange Crush people in. And Tragic Mike, since we've been slow Oof. the whole night, Tragic Mike, he's been drinking because, like more than normal because he hasn't had anything to do. That sounds like Orange Cone. Yeah, right, yeah. Caution, caution, caution. So about 10 or 10.30, um, I get two, uh, two, three, a three and a four top of uh, young black college kids, and they sit down at tables, like pretty close to my outside bar. I knew Mike wasn't going to be anywhere to be found. They, so you I, were giving them a check when Mike finally saw them? So, so I went over to take their tables. They were amazing. They, they were like, hey, we're just hungry. We're glad that we, you know, found this place, you know, whatever. Super amazing. Very, I mean, they were great. And then about 11 o'clock comes around and another group comes in and they're just ordering every to-go food possible. And as soon as I take the ticket back, when I walk back, they're like, hey, add one more thing. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, add one more thing. Add one more thing. They didn't tip at all, but they were not... A nuisance. Nuisance, trash other, throwing. Other than having to repeatedly give you more orders. Exactly, yeah. But they didn't realize, you know, they, they had never been there. So like, oh shit, you got a, yeah, okay, you got yeah, this. Yeah. You know, the two tables that I took, 25%, whatever. They were, so that was yeah. my Saturday experience uh, it, it, just with Orange Crush people. But then my secondary Saturday experience was walking home. And all that that just you said just happened. See mm -hmm. that? So my Saturday experience of being stuck on the island where traffic backed up in a way never heretofore seen before is I mean, down roads. Traffic backs up on the islands. People try to get around. This was bananas because the traffic was backed up down like roads that go around the island that you don't travel on to bypass traffic. People were just trying any and everything to get around. And it got to the point where Johnny Mercer, which is right, right by where Johnny Mercer meets Wall Tower Road, is a one lane in each direction road all of a sudden became governed by the people, a two-lane, one-way road to try to get to Highway to get on Tybee. So then now, not one lane is backed up, but two lanes are backed up all the way down the, the wrong way against traffic. So if you're coming 
off of Tybee and not part of this event, and you're trying to get to your home, you cannot get to your home because there's nowhere to drive. Because you can't go down the normally two-way street if because it is turned into If you're in one of those a- houses and you're not trying to go to Tybee, you're not going anywhere. If you live down Walt, like, you're now stuck in your home. It's never happened this manner. It happened backed up down Whitmarsh, all over the islands, who Tybee is obviously wasn't prepared enough, semi-prepared. The islands, surrounding islands, aren't, they have no increased police presence. They have nothing going on. No one's prepared for it there. So all those people are also terrified because they're like, what's happening here? There's kids partying everywhere. And again, most of the kids are having a good time, but some people are acting like assholes. And let's give some context to this because from Tybee, the very next island over Wilmington, it's not a short distance. No. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, the traffic. It's a, it's a 20 minute drive without traffic from Tybee yeah. to, 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 to Wilmington, to about Wilmington right? It's a, it's a 25, 30 minute drive to Thunderbolt where you live. Yeah, well, I live Whitmarsh. Whitmarsh so I'm, sorry, I'm about yeah. five minutes past Wilmington on an average day. It was backed up past my neighborhood. There was All, 20, 20, 20, 30, 20 to 30 cars trying to get out of my neighborhood because they had tried to cut through the back end, I guess. And another, uh, Ryan Bentley on the scene said that they were dr- racing down Battery Point like a drag strip. That kind of happened some anyways. But uh, Brian Woods Road was back. I mean, it was, everyone was trying everything to get around. Thank you, Waze, for helping everybody try. But there was nowhere to go. So it just kept backing up further and further. And that led to when all the people somehow squeezed into the island, one car on, one car off at this point, as the night ends, one of our listeners called and told me about her experience. And she is leaving work at the Crab Shack, which is about halfway off Tybee to, to Ludwig Creek Bridge. And then you're off the island. She leaves, she's leaving with two other people. One person is two cars behind her. The other person is two cars behind them. So they have some people they're talking to in traffic. But she said she has never been so terrified in her entire life. Car, she's to get three hours to take what you just said is a 20 minute drive three hours and in that she stopped there's people jumping in out of cars she said she felt unsafe for quite some time she's getting past fort pulaski and people are driving through the emergency lanes that are lined up through the marsh trying everything so now there's like three lanes leaving the island which is a one lane road uh, you know on and off and they're all just going both ways now so you've got the emergency lane and the oncoming traffic lane is now traffic trying to leave the island it's not how this works it's never happened before. Police don't know how to deal with it. They can't get there because there's traffic coming in both directions. She's calling the police, and the woman said, baby doll, just keep your doors locked. <laughs> we called the police because there was 15 guys out of the cars in front of them, walking by cars, looking in cars. Five of them, she said, she saw were armed with guns stuck down in their pants with no shirts on and walking down the highway looking in cars. And she's trying to keep her head down and just minimal glancing on people are just staring at her car and like banging on her window and stuff. So she is terrified. This has never happened on any event on Tybee Island. Yeah. You compare it to whatever the fuck else you want. There's no St. Patrick's Day where people are walking around lawlessly armed down the highway. The police can't do anything about it. Menacingly, menacingly staringly, staring at the cars. Not just the people that aren't involved in this event. People that I'm sure are behind her that are working in this event that are like, oh yeah. my dear God, what do we do now too? So this has now become unsafe for literally everyone involved in this entire event. So in that same vein, uh, my... She's, Thankfully, calling her friend back and forth and be like, are you okay? Are you okay? My walk home that night. So I like to think that I have a pretty good hood pass, you know, growing up in Savannah and like whatever. But walking home from work that night, uh, all these cars lined up. I had a fear in me of like them just being like, oh, let's just fucking shoot a shot. I mean, I had that legitimate fear. You didn't have your, your flat jacket on? When I had a skateboard and I was holding it next to my oh, head, head like, 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 a, like a boom box. Like that's going to help. Know? 
Well, it was just, and it's a, it, it may be an irrational fear because I don't feel that fear ever, hardly ever. Like I could be like hood downtown Savannah and I don't care. No, no it no, doesn't. Doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, you're, you're, you get your head on a swivel, but you're not like, what's about to happen. Yeah. Because the, the, uh, tensions uh the high. tensions aren't heightened like that. So when I'm walking home and all these people are trying to get off and they've already dealt with, you know, other people acting like asses, whatever. It was, it was a really strange feeling to me Well, to feel that fear. She got to where she was going home and was like, and told her, called her friend, was like, we're going to get a drink at a bar on the Wilmington because I need a drink right now. And she got out of the car and ran each other and started crying uncontrollably because they were terrified. They've never felt for their lives like they had in what was normally 364 days a year, a pretty peaceful move, even during crazy traffic. There's not people getting out, walking around, looking in cars. And I'm going to go out on a limb. And say that all 15 of these guys, no college ID on them. Or not a real one, at least. But that's, that is terrifying. So she worked at the Crab Shack. What they did, they're about not even halfway where, this, where the gun thing happened. They called back and were like, look, there's a bunch of hostesses and hosts that work here that are under 18. They're all going to be also taking the turn. Like, all of y'all need to leave in the same line of cars. You will caravan because there are safety in numbers when there's a bunch of you together. But to have to do that, that is a situation beyond what we've ever seen before. When your people are like, look, you need to travel in groups to be safe. It is literally, it's unprecedented. There's nowhere to go from the grab shack. We go stay. We go it's sleep. the We're first time it's been like that. Years before, it's always been an inconvenience. And it's always been um, people being angry about the trash or, you know, people being loud, whatever. But this is the first year where I felt, or... It, just the, there's been a general fear. The of general terror. zeitgeist was fear, not only because there were gunshots reported everywhere. Right? It wasn't anger; it was fear. And then all the middle lanes that they had uh, uh, coned off for emergency vehicles out out in front of booths, I saw more civilian cars barreling through those center lanes. Yeah, with no. no then I saw cops. There or, was there was more wrecks this weekend on Saturday than there were any other combined weekend. I think all year so far. And then as you were driving down today, you said you saw That's more all the like crop circles. Crop circles. Oh, crop yeah. circles. Yeah, there's tons. Tons. Yeah. Of, I mean, you saw it on the other side. I was going to, yeah, that was what I asked you. That, I, I was like, I'm going to drive around the island one time to do a lap. And I was like, I don't need to do a lot. People doing laps here and laps here and laps here. There were laps in front of Fort Pulaski. There were laps past Fort Pulaski. Were just were places, I guess, where there was not a lot of cars. People were giving room. And they were just. To Ooh. somehow let them do the burnouts. Like, yeah. uh, there's better places to burn out than a highway, I think. Especially during like somebody's uh, driveway. Yeah. So Kelly lives on the end of the island where most of it is uh, concentrated. Yeah. And uh, you live in a fourplex yes. sort of thing. Yes. And uh, you had put out some barriers because the guy that's working on your old apartment, he needs to pull his trailer in there for his tools and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And you had some people just come and move the. Yes. Just moved it. And I was doing my little thing around my place, and um, now they just pulled in a truck from California, pulled the, it was just a block of wood. That's called a rental? <laughs> well, it, Yeah, it's a rental truck for sure. Well, well next, next door to us is one of the properties Airbnb. owned by the people that own my building. So I thought maybe it might be a guest of the place next door. Oh, okay. So I let it slide, you know, and I, it is what it is. There was people looking for parking everywhere. And that's one of the usual complaints. People, like, people park all of my yard and stuff, and it's like, well, I, I, you know, yeah, so, it sucks. So I'm just doing my thing, and these guys pull in. All right, 
probably staying next door. No, they just unloaded a cooler, an umbrella, a couple of chairs, and then straight down to the beach right to the beach and kelly was like you know i didn't want to be that guy like hey what are you doing here are you staying over here like giving him the benefit of the doubt yeah and within an hour of that literally every five foot piece of property that was right by the road is now a parking space too yes it becomes it becomes it's uh you know it's it's mob mentality parking apparently any piece of grass there was yeah, someone was parking. And what happens that. with that is people come back to the cars. They're doing lewd behavior or just pissing on the side of the road. Things that now those are things that on Fourth of July you're going to have people pissing on the side of the road out of their car and leaving litter in your yard where they legally park in your yard. That is something that happens on other holidays that also should be addressed. There's the, it's the things beyond that that make it just so untenable, as Max likes to say. It it was outrageous. I uh, saw a lady the next morning uh, who worked for parking services and. She was like, there's not enough tow trucks in Savannah to navigate this. There's not, we can't write enough tickets to navigate this. That's the thing. So you bring this large of a group of people down to such a small island place, right? It becomes lawless in terms of, it's like, so uh, I liken it to a music festival. So you get into the music festival after you've parked and camped. Second Woodstock. (laughs) You're inside the venue. You can... You kind of have free will. It's lawless in the sense of like you can, you know, smoke your pot and, you know. You can party some. You can do your things and no one's going to, they're like, hey, well, it's all contained to this area. So we're not going to try and like go bust all these people for doing very minor things. But then down here, as the lawlessness gets more and more and you can just park anywhere, even if you're blocking the people who live there. Or traffic or anything. The lawlessness becomes, again, untenable and unmanageable. Because there's just no infrastructure to uh, write all these tickets, arrest all these people, not enough tow trucks, all that shit, whatever. So then that breeds the idea of, oh, well, if they can, if if we can get to this lawless state by force or just by sheer will or sheer, sheer numbers, sheer numbers sheer of numbers. people, yeah, right. So on the flip side, it's like, well, what if the citizens decided to become lawless and steal a uh, uh, a box truck and light it on fire right at the end of the bridge. And, and block all traffic. And block all traffic so that people can't come on and off. It's like, are you going to arrest them? Yeah. If they, if they didn't take it out of the way and please park 25 trucks at the foot of the bridge, somebody said that years ago, I think it was here they blocked off level. Citizens blocked off level and were like, nope, not going through here. Because they were just like, we're tired of this. We're tired of what happens to our community. And people were just like, okay, they just kept, kept driving because there's, 20 people right there and you're not you know you're just in one car you're not going to mess with 20 people but the, the, the reverse of that is if you're in one car you're not gonna mess with 50 people and you're just like eh, please don't do anything bad it's and then this island is only so much space so it just turns into a parking lot the entire island people parking and getting out of the car or just parking their car and doing shit wherever they are the thing that i don't understand is uh if i were a person attending uh an event wherever it is if I go there and it's going to take me four hours to get because of the yeah. traffic, I'm just like, it's not worth it to me to go. And if I do, de- if I do decide to wait the four hours in the you car. You didn't turn an oncoming lane of traffic and traffic. You're like, you know what? What if I do this? And then if I do wait that long, I'm not like. And then I got to get off. You know, you know what? Fuck these people. I can't believe there's all this traffic. You know whose fault it is? Everyone. So I'm just going to. Just. I'm just going to wreck havoc on everything. And ruining it for all the people who aren't trying to do that. Which I think 
is a majority. I would say it's so they said there was about 50,000 people, if not more, on Tybee. They're assuming they assume like two and a half people a car or something. It was definitely more than that, I'm sure. You know, maybe four people in the car, six in SUVs. Yeah. You got to assume 50, 60,000 people on an island that houses less than 5,000 people. Maybe 10 with all the Airbnbs and hotels, 15 filled up. So there's people, you know, people had hotel rooms and there were there's pictures of Hotel Tybee just completely covered people. I mean, people were everywhere because there's nowhere to go because there's, oh, it's the island could tip over. It's such a dumb logistic thing in terms of uh, the, whoever's organizing or not saying there's an organizer but Who's promoting the event but you have to realize like no matter what you do it's it's square peg in a circle hole you know what i mean like that many people no matter how much pre- whatever shut up <clears throat> no matter how much preparation you have there's just not infrastructure or spe- there's not enough around to, there's to not deal enough with around <laughs> to get to get yourself square you know but it's we there's people have proposed a lot of solutions on social media, a lot done with anger and haste. I said some things on Saturday that may have been motivated by outside factors of alcohol and marijuana, and I don't regret very many of them. Um, there was a fake fire on the pier. Someone made a showed a video, and it's this country ass dude going, "Well, there the pier's on fire." He says it's so calm, and I was like, "That's kind of weird." And like it turns out, there was either some sort of smoke caused by cars peeling out or a smoke bomb. Either way, the, the pier wasn't on fire. So that well, I'm gonna squish that rumor, but you know what? It got some people some good attention. You know, hey, and also people were. I mean, I was like, of course the pier's on fire, because it just sounded something would happen when they said that. On. So at work, so that that's that rumor spread faster than the fire would. Have. At work on Saturday, I had at least like 20 people being like, "Hey, did you hear there was this there and this happened there and that happened there?" I was like, "No, I don't care," because I don't know where you got it from. I was I didn't. I'm not on social media at all, anyways anymore. So I wasn't like the look- statue of St. Michael went down in front of St. Michael's uh, or whatever. Yeah. But people, I mean, that, and that was one thing. The mayor said there was no damage to private property. I think the church is private property. And I think that those people are going to be unhappy with you saying that when their statue was not diverse, there was obviously more damage than that was done. It's impossible for it not to have been. Was it like to make a-, it a gross statement if there was no damage to private, to private property? Who said that? The mayor did uh-huh. early this morning. Or yeah. late yesterday afternoon. Uh, did a car hit it, or was it? Uh, like it was a, like a car hit it. I didn't. I, I didn't get there to do CSI on the scene. Sure. I couldn't get there. I was trucking traffic. I made it all the way out of my driveway and was like, "Oh, this is going to be a long drive." I didn't go anywhere else because I was like, "I'm just not going to get in the car and chance getting stuck." And people get stuck on on Wellington hours to get somewhere, which takes five minutes normally. Uh, that's funny. On Saturday, uh, right after one of the ball games got over, and like I said, we're dead slow. So I'm watching the TV. The the local WTOC news came on. And the first thing they put up was this uh, traffic map. You know, it looked like a uh, weather radar, but it was a traffic map. And they go, uh, estimated time from Thunderbolt to Tybee, 48 minutes. I was like, I don't know what fucking app you're using. but That's, I w- that's by helicopter. Uh, but I was like, yeah, you avoid the gunfire. You have to go hover, that. Fucking hoverboard, I guess. I was like, whatever app you're using, 40, because uh, Stephanie. It took Stephanie how long? Uh, four hours, I think. Four hours. Jesus. We turned uh, like two or three people around that were waiting in traffic to come on to Tybee. Like, hey, we're actually super slow, so. Don't, don't do don't this. Don't even try, you know. It's just, uh, it's scary because if there's an emergency, how do you get the emergency vehicle somewhere? If there's five emergencies, what do you do? There's not a hospital in Tybee. And if you pull down that middle lane, I, like I said, man. If you're going 45 down the middle lane with stop traffic next to you, all these people are to get out of the car at the wrong time, and then there is a large problem happening. 
with no way to get to the person. And no way to get them off. Yeah, um, I'm with him. Um, yeah, then that's, thankfully, no one was, oh, except for the person that got shot by Fort Pulaski, that person is they're going to be okay. Was there a car wreck or anything like that? Uh, there was like 11 car wrecks. There was a car wreck at the foot of the bridge but, by my but house not at like, like 2 uh, o'clock. Not like no, grave. No, Fabio went to the hospital. No grave accident. injuries, though? Fabio went to the hospital. Yeah. That's a lot of people. I'm actually, the, car looked, the car got rolled because someone crossed over to oncoming traffic to try to go around traffic. Yeah. They popped the median. Yeah. Uh, well, real quick, before we end It was a flying segment, baby. A whole, a whole quiet baby. A whole quiet baby. Uh, before we get to... We're going to do a Patreon. Yeah, yeah. We're going to eat first, though, because I'm starving. Yeah, we're going to eat that uh, giant... Uh, uh, ribeye that uh, Kyle uh, graciously donated. Um, just real quick before we do that, just to end on uh, uh, just a not a positive note, but just something to think about. There's a local business down here that has been as accommodating as they could be to the the Orange Crush uh, event and event goers and people coming and- because this business owner knew that. You know they're getting you know shunned and you know they're not being treated well everywhere. Yeah, they're trying else. to be like, hey, let's try a better approach. Extending the program. olive branch, being like, hey, look, I know you're not being treated well. Here's all, a- all the while organizing larger beach cleanups that were previously organized, helping push that, getting that p- push more yeah. on social media, so more people are showing up where they've got people to just to scan the beach and get a lot of that trash up. Yeah, it, hopefully in a timely fashion before it goes out into the ocean. Yeah, and she's been she's been doing this for the past. Several years, yeah, for probably a, almost a decade, and and this year she's like, I'm out, I'm done now. I can't, I can't support this anymore, and I'm I tried I, so hard. I'm trying to be a positive uh, force within the situation, and people are coming in and spitting on my employees, and yeah, I mean, there was multiple, a couple bars on Tyresa that, that I and mean, they closed early, but one was like we had to go to lock the door, and if you, the person at the door didn't know you it was a private party, people were lighting up blunts in there. When the owner says, "Don't smoke in here," suck my cock, motherfucker! Like what? What do you, you know, multiple tabs walked out on in a very small bar. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, and you could literally, if you want to smoke a blunt, like you were talking about earlier, like stop complaining about weed smoke. Who gives a shit? Go outside but and smoke a blunt. Don't smoke it in the goddamn bar. All you got to do is walk out front. And no one's going to say shit. To you. Yeah. You know you're getting, you're getting, well, there are a lot of bad, bad stuff happening outside anyways. Smoking blunts on the bottom ass endless because it's, it's decriminalized on Taipei. Yeah. But just have the respect of, of the business. It's, it's, that's nice enough to have stayed open. Then now next year, when you want to go to smoke a blunt outside of said business and go get a drink inside, you can't because they're not going to open. And I don't want it to turn in. That's the one thing that's it's a proposed solution. That it's going to turn into maybe every, if everything closes, where do you go? But if, if half, if, if a quarter of things close, you're still got to, people are still going to go try to eat and drink somewhere. And that makes them, those businesses further pressed upon. And this is a, a dangerous thing that this, this, a solution needs to be found with amongst the, the county, the state, the city. It's, it's, it's not a single entity's problem. The, the literal problem is it's not being discussed between all the jurisdictions because Tybee Road is not Tybee. It is the county. county. And then the city starts when you get past uh, Oakland Island. So it, there, it, there needs to be something. And then Thunderbolt's on the other side of Wilmington. Something in effect of the entire through line. So you, there needs to be cops everywhere. And that'll slow people down. It'll keep some of the tomfoolery at bay. And it'll definitely... Thanks, just, just having the presence. Just, just presence alone helps. Because there should be cops there on most busy weekends. There should be a couple cops on highway, on Tybee Road between Wolverine yeah. Road. Just, just for, for safety. Look, there's shit happening all the time every weekend there. Have cops there. And on an event like this, have more. That's just a start. There's a thousand things that could be d- probably done. But there needs to be some discussion. And there needs to be some ownership of fault on everyone's side. Instead of just being like, wasn't me, wasn't me. 
I tried this or, or, or misleading people by saying things didn't happen that did happen, especially before you've had a chance to assess the situation fully. Uh, it, there's a lot, of, a lot of answers need to be told. Let's not go off of assumptions. Let's come in with an open mind. And we pose this to you, our audience and our listeners. We want your opinions. We don't want your dumb fucking racist opinions or... I, I, Big booty hose on the hood of cars. Cool. We need to discuss this in a manageable manner where instead of coming from the perspective of, oh, I hate this because it's happening, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You, you hope to control it better and slow it down. So. Let, let's, let's, let's find a way. Let's just have a discussion. So we pose it to you. Uh, I'll, what would be even a small solution to some of our smaller problems whenever these things just, happen? I mean, if you've got a solution for anything from – Get people out to park in your yard to how to better control litter or just something. It, or, you know, how to, to mitigate the amount of traffic flow onto the island without having to light a box truck on fire. Like they did in Culiacan whenever uh, Chapo's son got arrested. Yeah, that, that didn't work real well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not for the police. Not there. for the police, at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, again, uh, we're going to do a Patreon if you want to uh, get to the Patreon. Because we're going to talk about some of the more the spice, crazy shenanigans the that happened this stuff. weekend. It's patreon.com forward slash from behind the barcast. Uh, Kelly, thank you. You were amazing. Clint Moses, you were amazing. Paxton, you were okay. Uh, amazing. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I was so good. I went from Manny's to Moses. The mayonnaise marauder. And uh, like, uh, shout out Hot Grits again. We're yeah, going to have Travis have next on, week. On next Monday. So, uh, yeah, send us your uh, ideas and uh, possibly you will discuss them next and week. Questions. Do you have questions? questions? Comment on the YouTube video. Comment on any of the Instagram posts that are made up the next few days. Um, don't fact me. We love you. We love you guys.